Welcome to the Women's Hockey Life podcast, empowering women and girls in hockey. We'll be talking in depth about what it really takes to be unstoppable on the ice and in life. We'll be looking at the mindset of the most successful women as they mastered the game and went on to even bigger successes in life because they mastered it. This podcast is brought to you by our friends over at the Hockey News. Go to THN.com backslash deal to subscribe to the magazine today. Hockey is a highly emotional sport with the most unique opportunities for personal growth. The women who reach their full potential in this sport go on to be resilient change makers in the world. So this podcast is for women who love hockey and it's also for women who want to soar past their limits and claim their power. I'm Jacqueline Hawkins. On the ice, I was known as Hawk. I am the president and founder of Women's Hockey Life, where we empower women and girls through the game of hockey. I am also one of our coaches with WHL Academy, where we help high school-aged females navigate the college recruiting process, earn scholarships, and win in life. Now, before I was an NCAA coach, I lived my dream. I played hockey with the University of Connecticut Huskies at the NCAA Division I level, the Boston Blades of the CWHL, the ZSA Lions in Switzerland, and I even had a short stint with Hockey Canada. In today's episode, I'm going to share the three biggest lessons I learned from pursuing my passion for hockey and how you can use heartache, rejection, and setbacks to accomplish your dreams. Lesson one, persistence. When I was a kid, I had a dream. I wanted to play in the NHL, and I wanted to get paid to play the game I love and make a career of it. I grew up watching Mario Lemieux and Yarmie Yager, and I wanted to be their teammates. Now, as I got older, that dream changed and evolved. It turned into me wanting to wear my country's flag on my chest and represent Canada in the Olympics. I had no idea how to get there, but I spent my entire hockey career striving for it. I was invited to try out for Team Ontario when I was around 14 years old. If I made it past that first round of cuts, I would go to a central camp with the best players in Ontario. I still remember the nerves leading up to those tryouts. Did I have what it takes? Was I gonna be good enough? What if I failed? Tryouts came and went. I got cut. I was heartbroken and depressed. I questioned my abilities and wondered if I'd ever be given another chance. As fate would have it, someone from my district got sick and couldn't attend camp. I was given a second chance. I actually got invited to the central tryout for Team Ontario. I went into that tryout with confidence and a chip on my shoulder as I wanted to prove to them why they never should have cut me in the first place. But I got cut again. I didn't give up though. I kept going. After my freshman year in college, I got invited to try out with Canada's under 22 national team. I practiced hard. I played harder and trained tougher than I ever thought possible. In fact, I played so hard during tryouts, I was sure I'd made it. And then at the end of camp, the coach walked in and her first words were, I'm sorry. I remember fighting back tears as I grabbed my bags and headed to the bus where all the others who'd been cut were waiting to go home. I sat in my seat replaying what I could have done better or should have done differently. The frustrating part was I couldn't think of one single thing. I had given my absolute best and it wasn't enough. I beat myself up for a long time after that. 
I was so caught up in my perceived failure, I lost sight of everything I had accomplished. You see, just to have been selected as one of the top 40 in Canada that year was a rare honor. But again, I didn't give up. I persisted. And in 2009, I signed a contract to play hockey for a professional women's hockey team in Zurich, Switzerland. It was then that I realized I was actually living my dream, getting paid to play hockey and wearing my country's jersey. You see, at the under-22 camp, we competed against the Finnish and Swedish national teams, which meant I got to put on and wear Team Canada's jersey. I played my last competitive hockey game in 2012 with the Boston Blades of the CWHL. I distinctly remember standing on the ice after losing in the semifinals of the Clarkson Cup and seeing my parents in the stands and feeling this overwhelming sense of pride and accomplishment. Even though we lost, I was on a line with US Olympians Kelly Stack and Erica Lawler. I remember lining up at a face-off with Stack and Lawler on my sides and Gigi Marvin and Casey Bellamy were out on the ice with me as our defense pair and Molly Schaus was in nets. I was literally surrounded by past and current Olympians. Since I was a kid, I dreamed of being an Olympian and representing my country. And in that moment, just being surrounded by Canadian and US Olympians, I felt like I'd made it. When you have a dream, it may not come to life exactly the way you envision it, but very often you get something even better. My struggles and setbacks are what gave me the ability to coach and help the young women who come to me now for help in their careers. My life now is infinitely more fulfilling than anything I could have imagined when I was striving for Olympic status. I'm fortunate and grateful to teach the women in our program to trust the setbacks that happen. Because sometimes your best isn't going to be enough. Your best may not be enough to win the medal or get picked to play on your dream team, but the universe's plan for your life is always something bigger than your wildest dreams. And your persistence is going to move you forward. It's going to stretch you and broaden your horizons. In the end, it will lead you into the greatest expression of the grandest version of yourself that you can possibly imagine. I see that happen again and again with my students, and I have to say, it brings me as much joy as I got wearing Canada's jersey on the ice. Lesson two, be patient and work harder than anyone else. Nothing happens overnight. From learning a new skill on the ice to developing strength and chasing your dreams, you're gonna get knocked down a lot. There will always be people who are more talented than you but there's never an excuse for anyone to work harder than you. In fact, everything in your life is literally a result of hard work. Think about it. You're born pretty helpless, right? When you're a baby, you can't even hold your own head up. And yet somehow by practicing, by learning, you get better. Every skill that you have in your life, including all the things you take for granted were things you couldn't do at first. I see it every day with our now four-year-old twins. They were completely helpless when they were born and relied on others to teach them new skills and encourage them to keep practicing. I'm talking about like the basic skills, walking, talking, and even eating. It took them weeks, months, even years to learn some of those skills. They constantly remind me to be patient and work harder than anyone else to get the results I say I want. They are my greatest teachers. And you are capable of acquiring any skill that you want but it requires that hard work.
it requires that you do the reps. It requires that you put in the effort. And at the end of the day, the players that you're going to beat for a spot on a roster are not the players who have less talent than you. In fact, they may have more talent than you. The players you beat are the ones you are willing to outwork. But until you're willing to outwork them, you're going to be stuck. To do anything really well, you have to overextend yourself. You have to get outside your comfort zone. Okay, that's the key. And if you want to impress a coach, you have to do something amazing. You have to be willing to put yourself out there. You have to do things every day that other people think are going to break you or that the human body is just not capable of until you decide you're going to do it anyway. You have to be unwilling to quit. When you go into anything with that level of certainty, with an unshakable mindset, then and only then are you going to be able to achieve what you set out to do. I want to basically encourage anyone listening right now, if you haven't already, to watch the movie Rudy. Okay, Rudy came out back in 1993. And it's the true story of a man named Daniel Rudiger, Rudy, whose biggest dream was to play football for Notre Dame. Everyone laughed at him. His friends, his teachers, and even his family thought he was crazy for believing it was possible. I'm bringing this up because Rudy didn't have any talent for football. He was, what, five foot, six inches? He was much shorter than the traditional football players and had almost zero athletic ability. But he was willing to work harder than anyone. And because of that, because of his desire and his killer work ethic, he was admitted to Notre Dame in spite of almost flunking out of high school. Once there, he tried out for the team and went through the most grueling tryout process. And against all odds, he made the team. Not because of his talent or lack thereof, but because of his work ethic. And you? You're going to be tired. Fatigue will chip away at your will to win, to be the best player, the best student. That's when you'll go into battle with the voice inside your head, right? That voice that tells you you're not going to make it, and it begs you to stop. The voice that promises safety and security if you just wait. My students know that this is one of the biggest challenges to overcome, that sneaky voice within. The most challenging part of that voice, which we all have inside our minds, is that it's actually right. If you stop, if you sit down and relax, you're not at risk anymore. The pain goes away. The risk of embarrassment and failure leave. But if you listen to that voice's advice, you will not succeed. You must be willing to fail in order to succeed. What I discovered and now teach my students is that when the mind says you're working too hard and you're going to break, it's actually a lie. Right? Before you can find your real breaking point, you have to be willing to push yourself to go harder and farther than anyone thinks is possible, including the voice inside your mind that just wants to protect you. So the question is, are you willing to do what it takes to make your goals a reality? Are you willing to do the work? No one else can do it for you. When we work with the players in our program, we do the work together and get incredible results because it helps to have a community supporting you and pulling you up. We make sure that they understand that whenever you strike out to do something great, there will be people who will try and knock you down. 
You can't let anybody steal your dream. Just because they aren't committed to their dreams or they're scared or maybe they don't want you to get your feelings hurt or be sad that it doesn't happen, you can't have that in your inner circle. Don't let anybody steal your dream, even if it's your best friend, your parents. You can't allow their fears to become yours. Lesson three, be unapologetically yourself. This is not an easy world to grow up in. As children, most of us learn to try and fit in with our family, with our community, our friends, our culture. When I was in college, I mustered up the courage to tell my friends, teammates, and family that I was gay. What gave me that courage was the ice. Whenever my skates hit the ice, I was free. It was the one place I could be myself. I felt safe with my teammates, and they accepted me unconditionally. Teamwork does that. You don't have to be everyone's best friend, but you do have to respect them and their differences. When you learn how to embrace the differences of your teammates, that's when you band together as a team to achieve a common goal. I was lucky. My family, friends, and teammates all supported me in being myself, totally. And once my truth was out there, I never had to hide again. The interesting thing about women's hockey is that it requires a fierce and competitive edge. And women in our society are not trained to be competitive. We're trained to be nice. But on the ice, there's no room for politeness. On the ice, women can be warriors. But because of the hardness of the game, you have to cover yourself from head to toe in protective gear. It's almost like a, a suit of armor that hides the expression of traits not typically accepted in women, such as aggression, competitiveness, laser-like focus, and determination. Hockey allows women to embrace their warrior parts of themselves. And if you use it well, the ice can teach you how to show up authentically and risk being seen for who you are. I want to encourage every woman with big dreams to persist, to work hard, and to be yourself. The women who join our program come away with amazing strides forward in their hockey careers. They learn to stand tall in the face of rejection, which means they become unstoppable in life. When you aren't afraid of rejection, you try more, you experiment more, and you succeed more. Again, I'm Jacqueline Hawkins, founder of Women's Hockey Life and coach of WHL Academy, where we empower women and girls in their hockey journeys. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep chasing your dreams.